Welcome to the Multifamily Five, where industry experts provide raw information about how they are achieving success in the current market conditions. And now, your host, Dallas-based real estate broker, Mark Allen. And welcome to the Multifamily Five. It's your host, Mark Allen, and today I'm excited to have Warren Craythorne. Warren, how's it going? Hi, Mark. Thanks for having me, buddy. Really appreciate yeah. it. Thanks for the opportunity to be able to have this conversation. Yeah, so Warren and I met through a friend, and um, he is the founder of Conduct Connect and has a, uh, a history in uh, fiber cable and in the uh, broadband industry, I think, in South Africa. So with that, Warren, why don't we just jump into what, what's your story, what's your background, how'd you get started, and, um, and then you know, what brought you to the U.S.? Okay, well, I mean, I've been doing telecommunications infrastructure for a good part of 22 years. So I've been doing this in, in South Africa for, for many years. And, um, you know, so for us, we were forced to, to move over to fiber very quickly. So South Africa had to adopt fiber optic um, infrastructure pretty early on, just due to, um, you know, the economy here and, and what was happening with our legacy infrastructure and how that was decaying and, and becoming a, a, a dinosaur. So, I mean, I've got family in the United States and we've traveled quite extensively. And for many years, we've traveled to the US. And I've always noticed that the fiber optic infrastructure in, in the US was lagging quite far behind. And I, I couldn't really understand. But I mean, after quite some time, and doing a bit of research, uh, I mean, it quickly became clear to me that, you know, in the U.S., you, your copper infrastructure was pretty well installed. It's well maintained. And um, there wasn't really a major push to to get fiber to the home because your infrastructure was pretty good and, 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 it, was, and it was doing the job that it needed to do. But obviously, you know, COVID happened and everybody was forced to work and learn from home. And I think this really highlighted the, the massive demand for high-speed broadband internet to the home. And um, so, you know, that really highlighted the need in the U.S., um, for for broadband infrastructure. So, you know, I've been doing it for so many years and, I mean, the U.S. is just such a big economy. So I, I just saw a really big opportunity and that's kind of what drew me to the U.S. is to replicate my current business model, which I've been running in, in quite successfully in South Africa and still, still am today, um, but just to really replicate that model in the United States. That's great. So for those... Uh, who are listening, we're going to be talking about revenue generating Wi-Fi today for your multifamily community. Um, so Warren was talking a little bit about fiber cable. So Warren, let, what is from a very high level for those that aren't familiar, what, what is fiber cable and how is it differentiated? Um, fiber optic uh, cable is often referred to as a future-proof technology. So it really gives you, you know, with fiber to the home, you've got access to unlimited bandwidth. Fiber optic cable also has a very long lifespan. It can has has a has a life of up to thirty years, and um, the cable we install today would really be able to last for many many years um, just with simply upgrading the the active components 
the equipment on either end, you could quite quickly uh, increase bandwidth and capabilities, which which you wouldn't be able to do with some of your other legacy technologies like Wi-Fi or copper. You know, copper and Wi-Fi are, are generally quite um, limited with bandwidth capabilities, whereas fiber optic cable itself from a lifespan point of view has got a very long lifespan, as well as bandwidth capabilities are practically unlimited. So Wi-Fi and fiber cable are two different things? Yep. They fiber are optic two. internet is different from Wi-Fi. Hmm. Yeah, so, so basically they are two very different things. However, you know, once you've got your fiber optic cable into your home, let's say you're running a one, one gig service into your home, you still need to run Wi-Fi throughout your apartment to connect all your mobile devices, like your mobile phones, your tablets, and so on. And that's where the 5G wireless comes in. Um, but that's really your very, very last mile of connectivity. And you kind of want to limit that into each apartment. So you've got a device in your apartment where your fiber terminates, and then you've got Wi-Fi throughout your apartment. Yeah. Warren, are you familiar with, uh, I guess you would call them marketing agreements through you know, some of the big companies here in the U.S., like Spectrum? Yeah, I, 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 I am quite familiar. Um, you know, those those are very limited in 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 their um, from from what I've seen in their revenue share. Uh, I think typically the model that I've come across quite quite um, frequently is the you've mentioned Spectrum. Um, so basically, what they they typically do is they will charge a home. Uh, a, a, a developer, a sort of a flat fee per door. Um, so they will then pass the responsibility onto the property owner to do the billing to the customer and the first line of support to the customer. So Spectrum provides a service to the property owner, and that's based on a per door business model. Whether the customer takes the service or not, the property owner is still responsible to pay that monthly service fee over to Spectrum. Um, but one thing that does do is it allows the property owner to mark up the services um, quite uh, quite high. So they've got the power and the ability to, to mark up the services. Um, whereas um, with our service, we kind of take all of those responsibilities and those burdens off the plate of the property owner because they're ultimately not an ISP. And, and it is, I mean, it does take quite a lot of maintenance, um, you know, and support, you know, to, to, to support the customer's, um, internet services. Right. So, okay. Yeah. That's kind of where I was leading. I wanted to try to get a, a basic understanding of like a, a marketing agreement with Spectrum with, a, with a markup. Um, versus, you know, actually retrofitting or installing in a new development uh, fiber optic cable, and maybe what you know what might be the differences of the two. Yeah, so I mean, so Spectrum will really um, charge the property owner flat fee per door, and then they can mark it up. Whereas our services, we will do the billing, we will take care of the customer, so we retrofit our fiber optic infrastructure onto the building. Uh, or into the building and provide a service to the customers. We do all the billing. We do all the customer support. 
And then we give a revenue share um, of up to 25% of what we bill the customer to the property owner. Okay. So this is important. I think this is very different. Um, Many, I think at this point, although I feel like it was new in the past couple of years in 2019, I I first heard about uh, fiber optic cable. um, And and, uh, so I I think, I think a couple of companies have uh, through marketing efforts, people are aware of fiber optic uh, uh, infrastructure, but that being said, their, their typical model is, you know, it's about a, um, you know, call it a th- depending on the size of the property, maybe a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars a unit uh, to install. So you have to budget that capital up front uh, whenever you acquire a property. It's it's hard to you know obviously pull from cash flow or you know get that capital after you acquire the property. And I think you know this is really why I wanted to have the discussion today for those who already own properties but but are interested in uh, boosting their NOI. Uh, through uh, uh, implementing, you know, revenue generating, uh, uh, you know, I call it Wi-Fi, but through fiber optic infrastructure. Um, and you don't need to have that capital up front. So, so Warren uh, and his company, Conduct Connect, uh, my understanding, correct me if I'm wrong, Warren, uh, you will provide, the, you will do the install, you will cover the cost. And from there, it's just a, a straight revenue share uh, with the ownership. Is that correct? Yeah, that's, that, that is correct. Um, so what we do is we'll obviously go in and do the retrofit um, and the installation at, <clears throat> excuse me, zero cost to the to the property owner. So that 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 really frees up, as you as you've said, you know, frees up some cash flow. And I think you know for for a for a property owner that has owned a property for a, for a number of years and is looking maybe to to enhance that property, this is a really good good opportunity to enhance the property. Um, by providing um, fiber optic services for, for their residents. So, Warren, I guess how are you structuring this? You talked a little bit about a revenue share. How are you structuring that with owners? Uh, and maybe we talk. Maybe we talk through the costs. Like, what are the costs to the residents uh, on a monthly basis? And then, what are the typical splits with the ownership group? Yeah. So. So we basically got three packages that we provide to uh, to customers. We've kept it pretty simple. We've got a 200 meg service, 500 meg service, and a one gig service. Um, all these services are fully synchronous. That means it's the same download speed and same upload speed. And all our packages are uncapped, so it's unlimited data. So our 200 meg package will go for $55 a month. Our 500 meg package will go for 75 and our one gig service will go for 95. So our, our typical um, customer or our average um, you know, across the board is they typically settle on the $75 uh, package. So that's where sort of I would say the majority of our customers land. So if you look at an average income, it's averages out at about $75 per, per customer, per property. And that would obviously equate to roughly uh, $18.75 per customer, which we then pay to the property owner. So that's, I mean, if you, if you run, if you run the numbers, um, that could, that could add $1,300 uh, roughly per month um, worth of additional revenue. I think over $15,000 of additional NRI per annum. And then, Ultimately, the the value add for a property owner would be in the region of about two hundred eighty six thousand um, dollars 
so it it's it's that's pretty much uh, you know the the run through yeah that's awesome and I, and I think the guy that connected us told me um on his property which is a class c property in irving and correct me if i'm wrong maybe you know maybe you don't know but i i think he was he was surprised when rolling out the implementation uh, that many of the residents, um, you know, work, workforce uh, residents were taking, you know, the $75 and, and you said the $95, right? The one gig, they were taking the higher level packages, which um, I, I don't think he necessarily expected. Do you know if that's yeah, the that, case? Absolutely. That was, that was quite a big shock. I mean, people are really going for these, these top, top packages. I mean, we were obviously when we were doing our budgets and our forecasts, we were saying, okay, well, we could, we could comfortably say an average of a 70% uptake, especially when you're going into an existing property where there are legacy providers. So let's say Spectrum or AT&T already providing service, <clears throat> but their service is a copper service. So we will go and build uh, over that, that infrastructure providing fiber optics because we're pretty confident that fiber will will win the race as far as as uh, as the the preferred method of 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 connectivity but yeah we were super shocked to find that in a class c type development that customers are setting on the 75 and 95 dollar um, packages it was it was a, a big shock yeah Talk a little bit about the retrofit or the construction um, and, and specifically for, you know, I mean, most of the properties that we broker are going to be value add projects. So existing multifamily. And uh, so if you're an owner of a, a class B or C multifamily property and you're, you know, 95% occupied, um, t- talk a little bit about, I mean, is it, is it real invasive? Uh, what's the timeline um, for, you know, construction, uh, to be completed, not not actually like implementation. And then I, I guess I would be interested in actually how long, you know, it takes to kind of roll out and, and get penetration across, you know, call it a hundred hundred unit community or something like that. And uh, you know, I know I know I think the multifamily sector is relatively uh, new in the past year or two uh, for you, where it's been mostly on the single family side. So um, I don't know what kind of data or information you have, but anyway, so just construction uh, and then into actual implementation and penetration across the, the resident base. Okay. So if we're going to look at a typical um, development, let's say it's about a hundred, hundred apartments, um, your typical garden style, multifamily uh, residential development. The, okay, firstly, I can say that no two projects are ever the same. So, I mean, just to be, just to be on the cautious side, I would say, that build-out could typically take, uh, I would say, worst-case scenario from start to finish, from planning and design to getting materials and completion turn on activation is roughly about three months. Um, so a lot of our, our infrastructure is buried in the ground. So there is a bit of um, digging that goes on, but we are we're pretty pretty well dialed in. The guys are. Are, are used to working in these type of uh, garden style developments. Um, it is tricky working around the residents, but you know, ultimately, um, you know, we 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 pretty well, you know, well uh, well oiled as far as that's concerned. So the the teams are pretty good at at working around residents. We we do use um, 
quite non-invasive uh, installation methods, um, which would limit the amount of trenching or digging. So, you know, so we're not making too much of a mess when we, we are, when we are working, but, you know, we typically, our, our reinstatement is, is pretty good. So we'll always make sure that the reinstatement is, is up to standard. We work closely with um, property management and property maintenance to ensure that whatever we're doing on the property is, is acceptable from a, from an aesthetic point of view to make sure that we are meeting all the safety, health and safety, um, health and safety issues. But, um, yeah, I mean, it is, it is a, it is a little bit of pain for, I guess, a lot of benefit for everybody at the end of the day. And then what about penetration? Just how long, um, how long does it take to get adoption from the residents? Yeah. So we can look at an, at an average of between from, from month one to month 12. You could look at a, at roughly about a 70 to 75% uptake. Um, there's, that's pretty much our, our sweet spot. Uh, and it will take roughly a year. And the reason for that is in some cases, a lot of the, the customers have signed for um, packages which are under contract. So normally we have to wait for these customers to break contract before they can move services over to, to fiber optic. But our pricing is extremely competitive. And, um, yeah, and I mean, fiber is, is the preferred technology. So we ultimately do, do get a large, um, the vast majority of, of customers on a property. Yeah. For the multifamily owners out there, I, I just want everyone to know that I, I remember uh, one of my clients making a decision on uh, revenue generating Wi-Fi. They, they explored a couple of different fiber um, optic uh, uh, companies similar to kind of uh, connectivity. But, you know, there's, there's risk associated because many of them want an upfront cost. So you have to charge the residents. Um, you know, I guess maybe you make you make the determination on what you build the residents. But you know, regardless of whether there's penetration or not, um, you know, you're going to have to pay thirty dollars per month uh, across all units at your property. Or you know, I think that and I think that specific client went with a vendor that was you know eight dollars per month, and they they viewed that that cost as lower risk since it was $8 versus, you know, plus or minus $30. But in this case, conduct uh, connect is, is, uh, is doing, is taking all the risk. So I think that's really interesting. Yeah. I mean that that's, so this is a a very long-term investment for us. Um, The fiber optic infrastructure itself um, has, has, has a lot of value and it is, and it is a, a valuable asset to own, but it's definitely not a, a short term, um, payback. It's a pretty long, long payback because installing fiber optic infrastructure is pretty expensive. Yeah. Warren, I know you call Florida and Tampa, Florida, your home now. Uh, where do you, where do you operate? I mean, like if, if someone had a property in Phoenix, Arizona, uh, does your team have the capability to to conduct install or you know Columbus, Ohio, or so on and so forth? Yeah, so our head office is based in um, in Plano, Texas. 
Uh, I had to, I called Florida my home because I needed to replicate a similar lifestyle to what I had back in South Africa. So that's pretty much what, what sort of drew me to, to Tampa. But our head office is based in, in Texas, in, in Plano, Texas. And, you know, we currently got a number of projects, um, across a few states. We've got, um, some work out in Ohio, Cleveland, Ohio. We've got some projects in Atlanta, Georgia. And then Texas, obviously, we've got the bulk of our projects are all in Texas, all the way from El Paso to um, Longview, which is, you know, on the east, El Paso to the west. We've got, we go as far north as Wichita Falls. So we, we, we do have the capabilities to mobilize our team um, just about anywhere uh, at this stage. Um, so, yeah, we've got we've got an amazing platform that allows us to tap into uh, a lot of technical resources. Um, that is a national database which allows us to to really go just about anywhere. Yeah, that's awesome. And for those who don't know, I am from Florida, and Warren right now is in Cape Town, South Africa. And he showed me before we started here. He showed me a beautiful view of the beach. Uh, it's a it's a beautiful country. So he made me just a little bit jealous. Um, but Warren, I was going to ask you, it, all right, so you, you install fiber cable. Um, what about the sale of a property, you know, and, and three years from now, after the installation, um, you know, you got the, the revenue pumping, uh, you know, 95% of the tenants are, are you know, um, you know, on, on the network. What does it then look like for uh, a sale? How does it affect new ownership? Is it easy to transfer to the new owner? Yeah, it's pretty easy. We've already been through that process once before. So it, it's a pretty easy process. The, the, the fiber optic infrastructure is treated almost as a utility, uh, and it is registered at the title, uh, on the title. So it, it's easily transferable over to the new owners. Um, and, um, and as I'd mentioned before, it adds um, obviously huge value. Um, you know, and, and in, and, in our in our example of a hundred units um, can add as much as 200, 200 odd thousand of additional value on on the sale um, you know of that property what about what about just technology changes I know like you know 4g to 5g and you know as all these things change does, you know does that affect anything is there at, at any time is there any kind of recurring um, you know, expense from a maintenance perspective or technology upgrade perspective? Yeah, I mean, technology is always and constantly evolving. Um, you know, so as I'd mentioned, the fiber optic cable and infrastructure that we s- install today will really last a very long time. What really changes is the active equipment on either end. So you've got a, a, a router that you install in your apartment and that, let's say today, has Wi-Fi 6 capabilities uh, and can do up to 500 um, or even up to a gig if you've got a, if, if you've got a Nest-type um, mesh uh, wireless network through, throughout your, your home. But that's easily upgradable. So it's all your active components that sit inside the apartment um, and, it's, and it's not really a big cost. So your total cost of ownership of a fiber-optic network, although your initial upfront cost to install fiber infrastructure is, is more expensive than wireless or 
or copper, your total cost of ownership over a 10-year period on fiber is a lot cheaper than any of your other legacy infrastructures like wireless or copper. So it doesn't require a lot of um, capital uh, over over a lengthy period of time. Um, but yeah, it's pretty easily scalable and um, upgradable because uh, it's just really your active components that would need to change to keep up with all your lo- your latest trends in 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 your in the technology. Okay, good to know. All right, well, Warren, hey, thanks so much for joining us today. I guess if the uh, listeners want to reach out, learn more, and, um, and and I don't, yeah, how does that work? I mean, if if um, I mean, I guess there's not like a bid process because you're covering the cost. But if, if they just want to reach out, learn more, uh, what's a good way for them to connect with you? Yeah, absolutely. So we do have a website, um, www uh, conductconnect.com. So um, any property owners looking to get infrastructure installed, welcome to to visit our website and drop us a, a, a email or a, or a message. But I think maybe if there's some additional um, benefits that that fiber has or offers a property um, is is its stickability. Um, because it, it attracts people because you've now able to provide fiber optic uh, internet. It attracts residents, so it can uh, help property owners achieve a higher occupancy, but it also helps with the retention. So you can retain people for a lot longer, so you've got less churn. Um, so properties that have really good uh, infrastructure tend to tend to have a high occupancy and and pretty good stickability. Thanks for sharing that. Well, Warren, hey, thanks again for your time. Um, whenever you're back in the in the States, I know you're visiting some family right now, but whenever you're back in the States and you make it a Plano, please do reach out and uh, look forward to reconnecting. Mark, thank you very much for your time and thanks for, uh, thanks for setting this up. It's really appreciated.